0: This is the Outback Way podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. And today it gives me great pleasure to introduce Anthony Wright, who is a civil engineer with Oz Minerals. Welcome, Anthony. Thanks for joining us thanks for having me great Anthony do you just give us a bit of a rundown on Oz minerals location the mine what kind of mine it is and I guess you know for our listeners mining in Western Australia is is quite a large component of the economy obviously and also the it's really I mean the great central road is key access road so what sort of uh, minerals is Oz minerals into and, uh, and where yeah just give us a little bit of a geography and and information
1: about it, be great. Thanks. No worries. Yeah, so Os Minerals is a copper focused global uh, modern mining company. It's based in South Australia. So we own a couple of copper gold mines, one at Prominent Hill and one at Carapatina. Uh, also, an operating mine in Brazil, and uh, we've got a pipeline of growth opportunities across Australia and South America. So, the, the, the mine in particular that we're talking about today isn't yet a mine. It's uh, one of our growth projects called West Grove and that's located about 100 k's west of Surveyor-General's Corner, so the intersection of South Australia, Northern Territory and the Western Australian border.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. And so where, um, where is it at at the moment? As you said, it was in a growth project. So where is the project at at the moment?
1: We're currently in the studies phase. So we released our pre-feasibility study, which is a certain milestone for us, telling us that, yes, there's a, a project there or not at the end of last year. So we're now entering into the next stage, which is the feasibility study, which involves further drilling to firm up the resource confidence, as well as some engineering to determine the the costs of the project and make sure that we've got a viable uh, project towards the end of um, this year and into next.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I guess what's, uh, you know, in our previous conversations, I've been really impressed with the, the environmental, I guess, benchmarks or you know standards that the Minerals is looking at installing in this mine and I'm just wondering what's an outline of that can you give people just with the how it's going to be powered and things like that
1: yeah no worries so uh, sustainability is a big big thing for Minerals. so this this prospect looks like it's going to be a, around about a 10 million ton per annum uh, mine and producing both nickel and copper for sort of over 20 years um and at the, at the moment, based on the PFS, we can get up to 70 or 80% of the power for that mine from renewable sources. So, looking at deep wind turbines and the solar array are located out there.
0: I mean, yeah. a big part
1: of developing infrastructure in locations like we're talking about is the scourge of distance and there's no connection to the grid out there, which means it's a, it's a really good opportunity for renewables. And you know, often renewables get out competed by other cheaper forms of energy. For us, it's a really great opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, now that I guess renewables also, uh, the capacity for batteries and all those things is just so much better. It's, it's just getting better and better. But it's also sort of innovative technology, isn't it? Being able to demonstrate that it works in remote areas, it's yeah, uh, it's excellent.
1: Absolutely. And, and a big part of this prospect out at West Musgrove is that it was discovered quite some time ago. It's been known about for 20 years. Uh, and, and previous companies that have looked at it just haven't managed to get it to stack up given the kind of costs associated with its location largely. So an innovative power solution is a big piece in the puzzle of, of getting this, this mine going.
0: Yeah. And so with the in, in regards to the Outback Way and the Great Central Road, uh, that um, access is, is going to be your key access. How important is it to have that road upgraded and sealed for the uh, future of the mine?
1: Yeah, look, it is important. I mean, we can operate in our base case for the pre-feasibility study demonstrated that we've got a a good project, even with the road in its current condition, but it does make a, a big difference. I mean, it's our main route for all the trucks in and out, and that means all of our materials for construction in the first instance, but then ongoing, it's all of our reagents and consumables, the stuff we use at the mine, as well as all of the concentrate coming out. So... Yeah, there's going to be quite a few trucks associated with the mine that need to use that road, as well as other drive-in, drive-out services, and Mm. generally they're coming from the Kalgoorlie direction, so there's about 700 kilometres of the Great Central Road or the Outback Way that will be coming up, and it really makes a a big difference to the the safety and the the cost associated with running that route if we do manage to get some upgrades along the way.
0: Yeah, I know. I think uh, there was some uh, comment made by uh, another mine that's obviously located out that way, and... They had that, um, the issue of the, they're currently operating and it's a three hour trip, but it takes eight hours for the trucks to get out there so it's only 300 Ks out but it's taking eight hours a whole day and a whole shift to get a you know, truck out there so just the, those costs and, and being able to improve the road to you know enable some of these you know make these mines far more cost effective would be a good thing for, for the economies yeah
1: that's right. Just worth mentioning, the way that Oz looks at our projects is not just a financial bottom line, but we look at value across a series of different, what we call stakeholders. So from the community, and the government employees, suppliers, and ultimately shareholders. And something like the Great Central Road is a really good opportunity for us all to work together and, and deliver value to all of those pillars. So it's a, it's a really good fit with
0: our yeah. strategy. And what communities is the... Um Osmond was engaging with out in that area at the moment.
1: Yeah, we're really lucky. We've got a great relationship and we continue to work with um, the, the people in Jamison most directly. So they're about 30 kilometres north of where the mine will likely be. But also then then Warburton, which is sort of the centre for the Northern Shire out uh, in that area. So that's the main hub that we, we work with people there. But we're working with you know, quite a few people across, council across the community as well as the traditional owner group specifically on managing the site and also accessing the impacts that we're going to have longer term. Uh, there's nothing else really out there as far as the development of this kind. So it's new for everyone out yeah. in, the, in the region and we want to make sure that everyone's well informed about where we're going, what we're doing and, um, and is accepting of us because we have to work side by side and together for you know, decades to come. So this is really setting ourselves up for success in this space.
0: Yeah, that's great. And so just the, the contribution that can be made to the communities as well is clear, it's good, excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to chat about in regards to the development and where it's um, heading?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. So mentioned, I mentioned earlier that we're heading into feasibility study over the next little while, uh, and that involves you know, a fair bit of resource drilling, as I said, to prove up the resource, but also the engineering and um, and studies associated with getting the cost confidence, and in parallel with all of that, there's the environmental and government approvals, and the mine access agreement, which has been you know sort of discussed and negotiated with mm-hmm. with the traditional owners and, and the local community. So there's lots of different facets that all happen in parallel and, and start to accelerate as we get closer to a decision to mine, which is really the the goalposts in the first instance. Mm-hmm. And from there, things start to happen pretty quickly, and we a good look at. Construction starting within the next couple of years, which would really get going quickly.
0: So, what's the um, biggest market for copper and nickel? Where does it get sent? You know, what does it get made into, or like what sort of? And it's obviously a component for lots of different things. But just uh, out of interest for for listeners, to you know, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it mined, but what kind of products does it ends up in?
1: Just about everything electrical. So, copper as our core business. Obviously, a lot of that goes offshore, where it's made into components for, for cars, washing machines, fridges, all of the things that people use day to day, as well as the obvious ones of anything associated with um, transmission and power that are really quite copper hungry. But the exciting thing for this project is uh, the diversification into nickel and the exposure to nickel, which is an exciting growth area into the battery technology space. So um, that, that's a really good opportunity. And globally, looking pretty confident. So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and
0: and that's really enhancing the the battery technology for you know, storages for all the uh, off grid projects and things like that, isn't it? Really, that's a huge component. That's right,
1: and full circle back to our power solution. You're
0: right. Yeah, yeah, perfect, excellent. Well, at least you've got your own uh, source, <laughs> uh, and yeah, you've got a little right. processing plant on site. Yeah, because I mean, I guess you know, mining. You know, people go, oh, you know, mining is not um, super, but uh, you know, it's an uh, Environmentally concerning, and but I, I believe that to, with technology and just practices now, the contribution that mines are making environmentally and socially are are making an effort. Plus, also, I guess with the products that the components make, it makes our life a lot easier. We're not going to give up our phone or our washing machine anytime soon. So it's kind of like we we've got to acknowledge that we've got to get those resources and those minerals for those products from somewhere. And aren't we lucky that we can do it in Australia?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, we are resource rich and accessing them in a, in a sustainable and, um, and sensitive way yeah. is, is really key and is yeah. the forefront of our minds when we're approaching a project like this.
0: Yeah, and I guess also going forward, you know, hopefully we can see a little bit more of that manufacturing happening in Australia so that we don't have to send raw resources offshore and it would be good to have a, a post-COVID, you know, manufacturing effort. But anyway, we will see what happens with that one. Yeah, that's
1: outside of, of my knowledge base <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, Helen.
0: Anyway, it's a nice thought. All right, excellent. Very good. Well, thank you. And I guess people can just have a look on Oz Minerals. What's the website for people to have a look at the company? Or...
1: Yep, yep, bang on. So you just, just Google Oz Minerals, it'll pop up, um, first hit. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great company. We've got, uh, I think, a really good philosophy when it comes to embracing technology, being agile and, and being able to um, change direction pretty quickly and being a really modern miner. I mean, that's what we say on the label, but it's also what we do in the tin, so it's, um, it's a really right. good place to, to work. And, yeah, we're, we're really excited about the project. We're working well with the local people and I feel that uh, the next 12 months will be really telling. And any work that can uh, happen along the Great Central Road mm. really does assist us and the community and the broader group up and down the whole Outback Way. So I really commend the the work that the Outback Way and the Outback Highway Development Council are doing and um, great to be involved.
0: Thanks, Anthony. That's great. Yeah, because the uh, WA Transport Minister was out at Laverton yesterday and they've turned the dirt on the first 40 Ks out of Laverton. So they're forming up. And that's actually they're going to be sealing by the um, end of the year, but they're going to be forming up and getting that up to a type three gravel and um, formation and sealing. So that's the first forty k's will be done by Christmas, and then uh, we'll be and then they've got another at least another hundred k's to roll out. So there's uh, quite a quite a bit of significant road works happening on the Great Central Road in the next uh, you know next well from now until for another at least eighteen months. So that's uh, pretty exciting to see that happening.
1: It's fantastic news, yeah. We do, we do keep in touch with Main Rose WA and, and the Shires down at Laverton and Nundara and, yeah, the, way the, the wonderful way of set up and the way they're going about their, their alliance delivering that, that work is, is really great and something else that we look to leverage um, with local engagement and training. So, yeah, it's yeah. exciting times.
0: Yeah, that's right. And the Indigenous training program that getting involved in is going to be awesome for each of the communities along the Outback Way. So it's going to be a great solution. Really great initiative. So, yeah, well, thank you very much for your time, Anthony. Really appreciate it. Uh, And we uh, look forward to uh, watching this space and seeing how AusMinerals develops in that area. be great. Thanks.
1: Thank you very much, Ellen.
0: Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the Outback Way podcast. The show notes will be on our website at outbackway.org.au. If you are enjoying our podcast, please leave us a review. And if you're really enjoying our podcast, you may like to become a contributor through our Outback Way store For $5, you can help with the production of our podcast. Please stay in touch. We'd really love to hear your stories. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Outback Way One. And finally, thanks to Perk Digital for producing our podcast, making your journey through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut easier. Please travel safely. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.